Oh, good evening. Uh, welcome back. This is our second class on the Sikha from which is the Sikha about the eight Sasodayit and Pidye. Um, last night we learned, we learned Rambam, right? This is the Sikha from the Kuntris Dvar Malchus. That as you know, the Dvar Malchus has four Sikhs. Two of them are from Mishnah Teire, Hilchis Melochim, Muhammad Zemelech HaMashiach, Perik Yeralef. And two of them, of course, are from Hilchis Melochim, Muhammad Zemelech HaMashiach, Perik Yudbeis. This is the first of the two Sikhs from Perik Yudbeis. Last night we learned questions. We learned less than half the Sikha, but I would argue we learned the more um, complicated half of the Sikha. Today we're going to learn answers. But of course, in typical Jewish fashion, the beginning of every answer is another question. What is the issue? The issue is that Rambam Paskins, after Mashiach comes, the world remains the same as the world we know now. It continues to be a natural world with the same order. And the question is that there's a Teres Kayanim, a Medrish, and there's also a Gemaric Subis that indicate that Ilani Srak, that trees that are currently barren, will bear edible fruit, which is obviously Shinim and Hagechelim, that's a change of the order of the world. And the question is, what does the Ramam do with these Memorich Hazam? The Rebbe gave us two uh, possible answers. The first was from Arad Baz, a Maisa with Eretz Yisrael and the whole world. And he refuted that. And then he brought us an Avodah Sakhaydish, which was fascinating, that speaks about going back to before the original sin. And the Rebbe refuted that. So basically, we spent the whole evening learning questions, and we're back to square one. The question is, the Rambam Paskins, after Mashiach comes, miracles do not happen. The world remains the same as it is today. The world continues to follow the same governance, same order as it has now, with the exception of Shibud Malchis, sovereignty. You're not going to be independent. They're going to serve Hashem on their own. And uh, here's a, a Braith, a Medrish, and a Gemara that speaks about a Gvaldekanes that all trees that currently have no fruit will bear fruit. This is the question of the Neb. So here goes the answer. Here goes the answer. But in order to answer the question, we have another question, which is the difference between tonight's question and the question from last night. The difference is that last night's question was from another source. In other words, there's a question on a Rambam from a Tereskenim and a Gemara. Tonight's question is a kashe from a Rambam on a Rambam. Contradictions in Rambam, steers in Rambam. Everybody knows that one of the most exciting areas in Limud is understanding a Rambam. Since Rambam does not bring time halachas, he doesn't bring the Mokoyri halachas, getting into the Rambam's head is one of the greatest, the most exciting aspects of Limud Atere. See, here we're going to have a contradiction, several contradictions in the Rambam himself, that the Rebbe is going to present, which is going to help us, so to speak, get into the Rambam's head and figure out what the Rambam was thinking. In figuring out what the Rambam was thinking, we're not just going to resolve the contradictions, but we're going to address the question of 
the Eitz HaSod, the Yitin Pidya, which is the basis for the Sikh. So we're not going to waste any time, we're going to jump straight in. We're starting Sif Ches, which is page 197. Uh, Rabbi here was kind enough to give me this uh, tablet, so it's a little bit brighter, it's easy for me to see. Um, let's see if this works. Here we go. Vetman does Fashtein. The question about the Rambam's Ein Bein and the Asidin Ilanisrak Lintes Pedilahiti Pedis, Losses Pedis can be explained in This requires us to analyze the Rambam's personal view. This was the Rambam then done. We all know the Rambam holds. After Mashiach comes, the world follows the same governance of now. And there's no Shinim in Hagesh Let's be clear. Shinim in Hagesh does not mean a miracle. Miracles can happen now. They can certainly happen after Mashiach comes. Shinim in Hagesh means a new nature. Says the Rebbe is Lachoira, is arguably, Val Er Half with the day of Aserbrengt, he holds with the opinion, which is of course the opinion of Shmuel, as Ein Ben Ha'elam Hazelim, Mesa Mashiach, there's no separation between this world, I mean, before Mashiach comes, and the times of Mashiach, Ella Shibud Malchit, without nothing other than uh, governance, sovereignty, now, directly or indirectly, we're under the the uh, governance of other nations. After Mashiach comes, we have our own sovereignty. But besides for that, um, the world has a natural order. Which, of course, is Da'af Shmuel Nigimah, Dmina Shmuel Nigimah. Says the Rebbe, Zanabavuzdi Kashis. I'm going to ask you questions, says the Rebbe. These are not my own questions. These questions are asked by Lecha Mishnah. And they're incredibly good Kashis. They're very starke Kashis. Um, and these questions essentially are contradictions in a number. But the Lacha Mishnah fact of them, the Lacha Mishnah challenges the Rambam's opinion of Eimben that he holds like Shmuel. Because we find two occasions, at least, where the Rambam contradicts this, this idea that he paskins like Shmuel. That after Mashiach comes, the world continues to be the same as the world we have now, is contradicted by two other Rambams. Aleph. Number one. In Gemara Shtay, the Gemara says, all the prophets said their prophecies about the times of Mashiach. But the world to come, which is after the times of Mashiach, what we would call Schar. So he brings the Pasuk, so no eye has seen this. And other than you, nobody knows this. The Nevi'im, the prophets, of course, describe what's going to happen at the end of time. And of course, in their descriptions, they describe many supernatural events. So, um, clearly, the prophets are seeing a time when there is a Shinim and Hagashol, but things are going to change. Yet, Rabbi Baraba says in the name of Rabbi Yechina, the prophets who are describing Shinim and Hagashol are talking about you may say Mashiach, and not El Mabba. Because if the Nevi'im are only seeing Mesa Mashiach, and they're not seeing El Mabba, and they're describing miracles, so the prophets clearly are describing Mashiach is going to come, and there's going to be Shinim and Agashalayla. And then the Gemara continues, Opliga de Shmuel, this Rabbi Yechanan, who says that all the prophets saw the Yemesa Mashiach. In other words, they're describing Shinim and Hagar in times of Mashiach. 
is disagreeing with Shmuel, the Amar Shmuel. Shmuel holds, Ein mazali There is no difference between the world as we know it now and the times of Mashiach, and Malchi, except for sovereignty. Now what we just read is exactly how we understood the Rambam, right? The Rambam says that after Mashiach comes, there is no Shirim and which means, according to the Rambam, the Nevi'im who saw supernatural events are describing Elam and when Rabbi Yechanan says that the Nevi'im are only speaking about Yemes HaMashiach, it's because this is the Machlaikis. Rabbi Yechanan holds that the miracles are going to happen in Yemes HaMashiach. The Shinim and Hagesh is going to happen in Yemes HaMashiach. And Shmuel holds that the Shinim and Hagesh is going to happen in Elam Here's the problem. The Rambam Paskent with Rabbi Baraba. The Rambam in a different place holds like Rabbi Baraba. In other words, he holds not like Shmuel. This is a this is a Rambam in Hilchas Tshuva. Omruchachamam the Rabbi said, "Call Avim Kulmo the prophets Lenivu Eli Meisam Mashiach." They're describing the times of Mashiach. Avol El Maba the world to come. Ayin Liras Elkem Zasach. In other words, this is a blatant contradiction. You cannot hold like Shmuel and hold the Bchiyah Bar Rabbi. And the Rambam holds like both. Shmuel holds Yemeisam Mashiach is natural. So then you certainly have to hold that the Neviim are describing El Maba. Rabbi Yechonin holds. That the Nevi'im are talking about Yemesa Mashiach because Yemesa Mashiach is going to be Shinim and Hagasham, supernatural. You can't paskin like both. You cannot paskin that in the times of Mashiach nothing is going to change and paskin that in the times of Mashiach there's going to be great miracles because none of the prophets saw Elam Haba and that Amman paskin is like both. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a 180 discrepancy. It's a contradiction that can't have more extreme than this. Great question, right? And um, I don't know what the Lecha Mishnah's answer is, but the Rebbe is going to offer us his brilliant answer uh, soon, momentarily. So this is the first stira in the Rambam itself. Now, base. The Mishnah's Ark, the Mishnah says in Shabbos, quote, ish. a person is not allowed to go out on Shabbos, not with a sword and not with a bow. If he goes out wearing these weapons, he's chayv chatos, or, or if, if he's a shegi, of course. You're not allowed to carry on Shabbos. Everybody understands it. If you carry into it a shosarabim or your ma'avidalab shosarabim, it's a kodesh, it's a skila, and it's a kodesh, and it's a chatas, and so on. However, you're allowed to wear clothing on Shabbos. You're allowed to wear jewelry on Shabbos. If a person walks out bedecked with uh, with military hardware, with weapons, but he's not holding them in his hand, he's wearing them on his waist, he's wearing them over his shoulders, carrying them on his back. Uh, which is a form of a malbush. It's the way people dress. Is that carrying or not? That would depend if you would view these weapons with this. He's not holding them in his hand. He's wearing them as a decoration, as an adornment, like a piece of jewelry, or as a burden. So the, the Tanakam and the Mishnah says you're not allowed to wear weapons on Shabbos, and if you do, you, it's, it's, it's carrying. Even if you're not holding them on your hand, you're just wearing them on your body. Then the Mishnah continues, Rabbi Yazir, Amen, Rabbi Yazir, Tachshit and Himla, they're considered jewelry, they're considered adornments. Now, you'll see momentarily, even though Rabbi Yazir holds they're considered jewelry, there's actually a machlekis in the Gemara whether Rabbi Yazir says that you're allowed to wear them. There's an argument to be made that even according to Rabbi Yazir, they're considered jewelry, but you're not allowed to wear them. Why? Because for whatever reason, the question about wearing weapons of war on Shabbos, whether it's considered a malbush, derech malbush, wearing an outfit, 
or carrying a weapon depends on whether we're going to be wearing these weapons after Mashiach comes. If after Mashiach comes, we're going to continue wearing weapons, then it becomes a malbush. If after Mashiach comes, we're no longer going to be wearing weapons, then it's not a malbush, and you're not allowed to wear it. And if you're wearing it today, you're over on Hitzah and uh, Maivin. So Rabbi calls them a, a, a tachshitin, an adornment, jewelry, and yet we're going to have in the Gemara two opinions whether you're allowed to wear them or not on Shabbos, as you'll see momentarily. The Chacham disagree. They say after Mashiach comes, not only are we not going to be wearing weapons, but they're not going to be honorable. Weapons are shameful. As the Apostle says, Mashiach comes, we destroy our weapons, we make them into plows. And our spears, make them into tools for, for, for removing weeds. And as the Apostle continues, one nation will not lift up a sword against another nation, and people are not going to study war anymore. And Rashi adds, I'm on top of 198 now, if they're considered adornment, something which is worn for beauty, so Rabbi Yazid holds that after Mashiach, that weapons can be seen as something which honors its wearer, it's, it's decorative, it's, it, uh, it dignifies the soldier. The Chachamim say weapons are necessary under certain conditions, but they're undignified. So this could be almost like a philosophical argument. It's not a factual argument. It's a philosophical argument. A soldier is bedecked in his uniform and he's carrying his weapons. Rabbi Yazid says this honors him. And the Chachamim say necessary evil, but it's not an honor. Okay? Now, how does this address the question of whether if you wear them on Shabbos, you're carrying or not? So let's continue. We're on top of page 198. He says it like this. In Gemara Dart, in the Gemara, there's two opinions about Rabbi Yazid. The Chachamim who hold that wearing weapons is not honorable certainly holds its carrying for sure. Kulam, no question about it. We need to say, even if we're going to need weapons after Mashiach comes, because we're going to have a natural world, wearing a weapon is not going to be decorative to the soldier. It's a necessary evil, and you're not allowed to wear it on Shabbos unless you must. And if you're wearing it, then you don't must, you carry it. But Rabbi Yazid holds that after Mashiach comes, and now, I suppose you could say, weapons decorate the soldier. In other words, they're having a philosophical argument about how a soldier relates to his tools. Rabbi Yazid says they honor him. Chachamim say they, I don't want to use the word dishonor him, but it's not honorable, okay? So Rabbi Yazid's opinion, in other words, the one who holds that weapons do decorate a soldier, there's also two opinions. Light ain't there. The first opinion held as Eich Rabbi Yezer as Klizayd betaylin Mashiach. After Mashiach comes, weapons may be a decoration, maybe an adornment to a soldier. But after Mashiach comes, they're not going to wear them because the pliga the Shmuel disagrees with Shmuel Masalim Chiyabarab. In other words, there's an opinion who holds that Rabbi Yezer holds. The Mashiach comes, the world is going to be miraculous, supernatural. And again, the word miraculous is wrong. The word is, there's a sheet of an Hagashal, there's a new, cha- a new nature. And if you hold that after Mashiach comes, there's a new nature, you obviously do not hold that after Mashiach comes, the world remains the same as it is now. 
So perhaps, theoretically, you could say that weapons decorate a soldier, but after Mashiach comes, you're not going to need them because there's going to be no war. So even now, you're not allowed to put these decorations on and it would constitute carrier. But it's fated there, the second opinion holds, the Belezid holds, after Mashiach comes, uh, weapons of war are still going to be worn. Hainu de Shmuel, because we hold like Shmuel, who says that after Mashiach comes, there's no Shinim in Hagasham, the world remains as it is right now, and there's going to be need for weapons uh, to fight wars or to prevent wars. And according to this second opinion, you would be allowed to wear weapons on Shabbos because you need the weapons in case there'd be a war. So, so it's useful. And wearing it does not constitute carrying it because it decorates the soldier who's wearing it. So in Abeliezer's opinion, Abeliezer holds weapons make a soldier look good. Still, there's two opinions. If after Mashiach comes, we're going to need them. And if after Mashiach comes, we're not going to need them, even though a weapon makes a soldier look good, he's not allowed to wear them even now. And if he wears them, he's chayv and etzah. But carry. On the other hand, there's an opinion that says that weapons decorate a soldier to make a soldier look good. After Mashiach comes, the world is going to be natural like it is right now, so there'll be a point of a soldier wearing a weapon, so you're allowed to carry them, wear them on Shabbos. Says the Rebbe, Abadas Chachamim is a kula alma, but the Chachamim disagree. They don't see weapons as honorable at all. They see weapons as dishonoring. As Klizayin Betel and Mesa Mashiach, they hold furthermore that after Mashiach comes, there's going to be no need for war because there's going to be a Shinoi Minhage Shilnu, there's going to be a change in the nature of the world. When the Ribbit, and accordingly, in Yatsa Besaif, if you carried out a sword, not in your hands, but on your waist, and so on and so forth, Chayv Chatas would be Chayv for carrying. So, According to one opinion of Rabbi Yezir, after Mashiach comes, you can't wear weapons. According to Chachamim, absolutely, you're not allowed to wear weapons because wearing a weapon is carrying. What's the basis for both of these? What's the basis for Rabbi Yezir's opinion that after Mashiach comes, wearing weapons is carrying? What's the basis for the Chachamim's view across the board that wearing weapons is carrying? The answer is that after Mashiach comes, to the Shin Menagashalaylam, says that everyone that Ambam Paskin vi Chachamim. Raman Paskin said you're not allowed to wear weapons on Shabbos. The Ramam holds that if a soldier walks out on Shabbos dressed up in his uniform and he's wearing his weapons at his waist and on his back, he's carrying. Why? Because after Mashiach comes, they're not going to need him. Now, what does that mean? The Ramam holds, like the Chachamim hold, that after Mashiach comes, there's going to be a Shinim in Hagashel, there's going to be a new nature in the world, which is not going to warrant war. Here's another example of the Rambam paskening not like Shmuel. So let's talk it over, let's be very, very clear. The position of the Rambam here, in Uchas Mashiach, is like Shmuel, that after Mashiach comes, the world remains the same as it is right now. There will not be Shinim and Hagai. There's not going to be a change in the nature of the world. And then there are two Gemaras, one Gemara which speaks directly about the Nevi'im, and the other Gemara which discusses the question of carrying weapons or wearing weapons, and in both cases the Ramam Pasch is not like Shmuel. And of course, to speak in the language of a Yeshiva Bacher, you'll say, Rambam, make up your mind. Do you hold like Shmuel, like you say in Hilchas Mashiach, or you do not hold like Shmuel, like you say in Hilchas Shabbos and Hilchas Shuvah? How can you hold like both? It's a, it's a clear stira in Rambam. 
which of course is a very basic part of, of the study of Rambam, is to find these contradictions and try to resolve them. So this is the new question. Now let me repeat myself. Yesterday we asked questions on the Rambam from other sources. Today we're asking questions on the Rambam from the Rambam. Now that we've asked questions from the Rambam on the Rambam, we're ready to answer the question. From this point forward, on page 198, write Kalm Siftes. We're done with the questions. We're ready to give the answers to the questions. What's going to be the answer? So that begins. You all know what the answer is. I guess I should say it in words. The answer is that there's two periods in the times of Mashiach. There's a period in the time of Mashiach, which is like Shmuel, that there's no Shirim in Hagesh and there's a period which is not like Shmuel, but like Abchiyah Barabba, where there is Shirim in Hagesh where the Rabbim says in Nechaz Chuvah, and where the Rabbim says in Nechaz Shabbos, that there will be a change of nature, and therefore wearing weapons of war will constitute carrying, he's talking about the later stage in the times of Mashiach. Simple answer, great question, simple answer. Is the Birbada, the answer is, with another question, another question. Let me, let me go back to Alapes. How could Rambam Bechlal say that after Mashiach comes, nothing in the nature of the world is going to change? It's not going to be any new nature. Says, is it not true? It's one of the 13 principles of our faith. Written by Rabbeinu Meshe ben Maimin himself, Rambam himself, as it's designed to be the resurrection of the dead will take place. The idea that all the people who passed away are going to grow out of the ground and live again is the ultimate change of nature. And this is, a, is another question of the Rambam. The Rambam holds of Tchiyas HaMais. The Rambam further holds that Tchiyas HaMais happens in the times of Mashiach as you see momentarily. So how could the Rambam hold that nature doesn't change? And the Rebbe continues, There are opinions who hold, and by the way, amongst those opinions is Kabbalah and us, Hasidus. As Eilam atchiyaz el mabod, atchiyaz amesim is in the world to come. Under tachlis, shleim asaschad, esun shamas begufim. Because the Mokobolam hold, the Kabbalists hold, that the ultimate reward, which is called eternal life, is going to be for a soul and a body, is tchiyaz amesim, abazundarin. So the resurrection, that is something altogether separate. Nishkin chelik for Yimei Samashiach. It's not a part of Yimei Samashiach. If you go like the Ramban with an N, Nachmanides, who holds that Tchia Samesim is after Mashiach. If Tchia Samesim is after Mashiach, so Mashiach could be natural, and Tchia Samesim could be above nature. Oh, but the problem is, Loi Chitas Rambam, the Rambam himself holds in Nuchas as Elam Abba meant Elam and Shabbat Beligufim, the Rambam holds that eternal life is going to be spiritual and not physical. So when the Rambam speaks about Chiyas HaMesim, he cannot hold that Chiyas HaMesim is eternal life because the Rambam holds that eternal life is spiritual, not physical. So you must say, according to the Rambam, nor rather, Chiyas HaMesim, the event, the, the realization, the materialization, of this principle of faith, of the resurrection of the dead, that Zayin and the Zman, the Tchuv of Mashiach, is going to be during the times of Mashiach, Eide dineshoma kum tzu el mabav, for the neshoma urns el mabav, kum taste accordingly, as lechita sarama, the Ramam has to hold, 
there's going to be a huge change in nature, which is in your Mesa Mashiach, during the times of Mashiach. And the question, therefore, is again, how can the Rambam say that after Tchiyas HaMesim, after Yemesa Mashiach, the world is going to have the same governance as it has right now, if there's going to be Tchiyas HaMesim? Now let me explain. But kids said, I don't want to give you long speeches, because this Sikh is not on Tchiyas HaMesim, it just mentions Tchiyas HaMesim. There's a, there's a basic argument, a famous argument between the Rambam and the Ramban, which is brought, of course, in, in Shara Gamul from the Ramban, it's brought in a lot of memory, see this, about what the ultimate reward is, the end of time. The Ramban holds, Nachmanides holds, the end of time is going to be in the Sham Baguf, the soul will be in a body, and the body is going to live forever. The Rambam, with an M, holds that no, the ultimate reward is going to be in the Shama Baliguf, a soul without a body. And his reason is, by the way, not because he, as a philosopher, he can't imagine the body living forever. That's just simply a misnomer. It's just not true. The reason that Ammam holds the final reward is a soul without a body is because since the Gemara says that in El Haba there's no eating, there's no sleeping, there's no birth, there's no death, there's no relationships, and so on and so forth, why do you need a body if you're not going to use it for bodily functions? This is his position. Of course, the Mukubalim has a resolution to that, but the Ramam holds, if your body is not going to do what bodies do, which means be born and die and grow up and eat and sleep, there's no need for it, no point. So the Ramam therefore holds the ultimate reward is an Ilm Haba. So now, according to the Ramban, that the final reward is Tchies HaMesim, we have no cash on the Ramban. Because we'll say that in Yemesa Mashiach, nature remains the same and Ilm Haba is when the change takes place. But, according to the Rambam, since he holds the Elm Habaz so we have told that Tchiyas HaMesim happens in Yemes HaMashiach. If Tchiyas HaMesim happens in the times of Mashiach, that's the ultimate Shinim in Hagesh the ultimate new nature, the ultimate change of nature. So the Rebbe says it's impossible to understand how the Rambam particularly can say after Mashiach comes, nothing in nature changes. There's very few changes in nature as radical as Tchiyas HaMesim. And the Ramam Holt, this is a part of the Yemes HaMashiach. Now I want to throw something in tangentially, parenthetically. I think I saw something from the Rebbe on this, but I forgot what I saw. Why do you have to have Tchiyas HaMesim? Why is Tchiyas HaMesim a naked? One of the 13 principles of faith is the belief in the resurrection of the dead. Now according to the Ramban, it's because it's Tachlas Aschar. But according to the Rambam, why do you have to Tchiyas HaMesim? I'm going to tell you what I think. I think the answer is because the Rambam holds that there is a concept of Hashem giving a person an opportunity to do more Torah and more mitzvahs to get more Zchar. In the wording of the Rambam, Kadei Liskes Hashem is going to give us, Mashiach comes, great opportunity, life is going to be good, we're going to be healthy, we're going to be rich, we're going to be safe. So we can learn Tate and do mitzvahs, bli negis of to have more kadesh, yiske el to have more el So this is the pshat or perhaps this is pshat, the people who have already passed away are going to come back and have an opportunity to learn Tate and do mitzvahs, kadesh yiske el In other words, according to the Rambam, Tchiyasameisim is not schad, as the Ramban holds, Tchiyasameisim is part of Hayyim part of work. 
No. So if Tchias Ames is part of a Yemla say, so if Tchias Ames is part of work, how could the Ramam say, Ain Bain? Make up your mind. Will the be Shinim Lagashalaylam or will the not be Shinim Lagashalaylam? You cannot have it both ways. This is the question. Daf Minzogin, says the Rebbe, based on the two questions that the Lecha Mishnah asked and the question which the Rebbe himself is asking, which amount to three contradictions between a Rambam and a Rambam. In one place, the Rambam Paskins like Shmuel, that Nimesa Mashiach, there's no Shinim in Agishalel. In two places in Mishnah Taylor, the Lecha Mishnah points out that there will be a Shinim in Agishalel. And in a third instance, the Lecha Mishnah doesn't point it out, but the Rebbe points it out himself. The Trias Amesim is the maximum Shinim in Agishalel. Says the Rebbe, how could the Rambam say two such conflicting, two contradictory things? A. There is no Shinim in Hagashalim, like he says in Chis Mashiach. B, there is the ultimate Shinim in Hagashalim, in Tchias HaMesim, and so on. This is the question that remains. So the answer is, Daf Menzogin, you must say, as Leighton Rambam, according to the Rambam, there's two ideas at two different times. This is the Rebbe's great Chiddush, that is two Tkufas in Yemesa Mashiach, there's two periods in Yemesa Mashiach. Now, I want to throw something in right now. On the next page, there's going to be a footnote. It's going to be, no, how do I get this to go? It's going to be footnote 65. What the Rebbe is going to bring, that this concept of two Tkufas is already in the Shalah. This concept that the Rebbe is going to introduce the Shalah already said. But I want you to understand there's a difference between what the Shalah said and what the Rebbe is saying. The Shalah said that there's two Tkufas in Mashiach. The first is in Elif Hashishi, in this millennium, before the year 6000. And the second is in Elif Hashvi, in the beginning of the seventh millennium. The Rebbe is going to argue that both of these Tkufas have to happen in Elif Hashishi, before the year 6000, because after the year 6000, there's going to be Elam Haba. So the, the Rebbe has a quasi-source for his Chiddush. The Shalosh says a similar idea. But the Rebbe is going to apply the logic of the Shalosh to the Rambam and modify it. That it's not that the first Kufa is Nelav Hashishi and the second Kufa is Nelav Hashvi, but that both Kufas are in Nelav Hashishi. Now, just to be titillating, just to be a pain in the neck, I just want you to know that in Samach Vov, uh, whatever it is, uh, I guess Vayetzei Vayishlach, the Rebbe Rashab says that there's two Kufas in Elam Habo. The first Kuf in Elam Habo is called Einig Aposhet Amurgash, when you have that in Levyosn and Sheirabar and the rest. And the second is Einig Aposhet Abilti Murgash, Abilti Murgash Klau, which is Ba'asri Lav Urchel Mechel, which means if you do the math, you have three concepts of two Kufas. You have the two Kufas in the Rebbe which are both in the Elif Hashishi. You have two Tkufas in the Shalom, one is in the Elif Hashishi, one is in the Elif Hashvi, and the two Tkufas in the Samach Vav, that are both in the Elif Hashvi. I'm just throwing this out for, for the Memulachim, for the people who want to dig a little deeper. But the bottom line is, getting back to us, the Rebbe is now going to establish his very, very famous idea, which is based partially on the Shalom, not entirely, that the Rambam has to hold. The Rambam has to hold. Then in Yemaisa Mashiach, there's two stages. And I'm reading inside. I'm on page 198, second column, last paragraph on the page, third line. Number one, there's the idea and time during the Messianic era 
was is verbunden mit Bias Mashiach, which is connected to the coming of Mashiach. And as you'll see later on in the Sikha, the Rebbe is going to say the first stage of Yemei Mashiach is very connected to the personality of Mashiach. When it says, Da'abazundir in Yen Uzman Meisah, there's a second idea, an additional time. Ve'achavetni toiseveden la'acharei tkufas ha'scholas Yemei Mashiach, which is going to happen after the beginning of the comings of Mashiach, which is not so connected to the personality of Mashiach, it's more connected to the time. Continues the Rebbe, as on two Kumanan Hogas, during that later stage, there's going to be additional conduct. Zachen velcha der Ebesh der Veton in Yenemsman, things that Hashem will do at that time. Koil Oyek, which includes even in Yonim, Fun Shinuim, in Hogesh Aleilam, phenomena of the changing of the ways of nature. But it's only Das Vedzain in Ashpetadik, I'm on page 199 now, in Ashpetadik is man, in Yemesa Mashiach Kuf, it's going to be the later stage in the Yemesa Mashiach itself. So there's a period of Yemesa Mashiach connected to the personality of Mashiach. And there's a period of Yemesa Mashiach which is not connected to the personality of Mashiach. What's the difference from the first and second stage? Simple. The first stage is where there's going to be no Shinim and Hagashalim. And the second stage, of course, when Tchiyas HaMesim is going to occur, when there's going to be no need for weapons of war at all, um, which is why it's considered carrying when there will be Mishinim and Hagashon. Sifyut. Alpiza is moving. This explains why. In the beginning of chapter 12 in the Rambam, where he's speaking about Mashiach, the Yemesa Mashiach, when the Rambam shrived, when the Rambam writes, quote, Al Yalalev, do not let it ascend in your heart. Should be Yemesa Mashiach at the times of Mashiach, he battled all of there's going to be a change of nature, a new nature. Says the Rebbe, bring to the nit kedai vechacha. The Rambam brings no support, no proof for his position that ain't ben el mazeli meisam mashiach el l'shiv b'malchis b'vad via bring to them friedik and peidik. When he brings in the earlier peidik of them as mashiach dafnid b'vayz nekinei semefus for that mashiach need not do any miracles. Now the Ma'ay says that in peidik it bays the lashon is amru chachamim ain't ben el mazeli meisam mashiach el l'shiv b'malchis b'vad. But the Rebbe says. L'cha'ayra, that shouldn't be enough. The Ramam should actually qualify, should prove that after Mashiach comes, there's no Shinim in Nagashal. But he doesn't. Why not? Because in Pedigidalf, he already did. Listen to this. He goes back to chapter 11. This is from the previous Pedig. Now, I told you yesterday that the difference between Pedigidalf and Pedigid base in Hilchas Malacham Malachamis, or Malacham Mashiach, is, <coughs> pardon me, that Pedigidalf deals with the personality of Mashiach. And Pedicate Beis deals with the times of Mashiach. So in Pedicate Aleph, the Rambam proves his position about the personality of Mashiach. The Rambam holds Mashiach does not have to be a prophet. The Rambam holds Mashiach does not have to be a miracle worker. The Rambam holds the Mashiach doesn't even have to be a Talmud Chacham. It has to be an Er No more. And of course, in the Sikh and Chelik Yudchas, the Rambam, the Rebbe has Gvaldika Atheist on the words Ve'ikir Advarim Kachahim that this Taira is is Ein Belayshine Legiroim Belayteisefes Lael Adlami Alamim that the Mashiach doesn't have to do any miracles. Al Yala Al Daitcha, do not allow it to enter into your mind. Shamelacha Mashiach Sora Chlasis Eisus Amevsim that Mashiach needs to do signs or miracles. Signs means to predict the future. Miracles means to break nature. Or to create a new nature in this world. This third thing, 
is what we're calling in our class Shinim and Agashalom, or the resurrection of the dead. So the Rambam elucidates four levels of miracle. Ois, Moifes, Chiddush Varam Ba'elum, and Mechayim Eisim. Ois, Yes, and Moifes means miracles. Miracles can happen at any time. Chiddush Varam Ba'elum is the issue of our Sikha, a new nature. And the Rambam Paschal, Mashiach, does not need to usher in a new nature. Nor does he have to affect the resurrection of the dead. Now the reason that Rambam points out Mechayim Eisim as the Rebbe says in the footnotes, uh, because Mechayim Eisim is a shinim in Agashalel. Or things of a similar sort. Paskins the Rambam ain't a davakach. That's not the case. Share proof. Rabbi Kiva Chacham Gadol Michach Me Amishnahoy. Rabbi Kiva one of the greatest rabbis of the mission. It goes without saying. Vuneisi Kelosh and Ben Kuziva Hamelach. He carried the arms of Bar Koychva, as we call him. Ben Kuziva. Vuhuay Emer Alav Shu Hamelach Hamashiach. And Rabbi Kiva Paskin that Bar Koychva is Melach Hamashiach. Moreover, that and all the rabbis of his generation passed on these Malachamashik. And the footnote the Rebbe is going to bring that uh, even according to the Rambam, there were those who disagreed, but the vast majority of the Chachamim, according to the Rambam, passed on the Barkech was Mashiach. Until he was killed through his sins, when he was killed, they knew that he wasn't Mashiach. Now wait, continue. Says the the Chachamim never asked Bar Koichva to do any miracles. The fact that the Chachamim never asked Bar Koichva to do any miracles, according to the Rambam, and of course the Rambam disagrees, might have been made up but according to the Rambam, Bar Koichva was, could have been Melch HaMashiach. Bar Koichva was a from Jew. He was Malch Yisrael Akshedim, he was a legitimate Jewish king. But he wasn't a Novi, he wasn't a Tzaddik, he was a king. And it could have been Melch HaMashiach. So this is proof, according to the Rambam, that Mashiach need not have any special powers, not prophetic powers, um, not greatness in anything. He has to just be Malchi Salak Shalem, a kosher, legitimate Jew who fights on behalf of the Jewish people, and he brings the world to a good place where people are keeping on the Shevet Mitzvah's B'nai Ne'ach, that constitutes Mashiach. No miracles are required. So the Rebbe says, this is the source of the Rambam, in Perikilaf, in the previous chapter, and of course the Rebbe speaks this, Rambam Ba'ariches, um, in the Sicha in Chelik Ches, Balak, which is the Rambam's proof that Mashiach as a person need not perform any miracles. Now, Afalpi, even though you could say, as Nitzvei Prokim read the Rambam, we can say, but in the Rinyon, that you cannot connect what's written in the previous chapter with what's written in this chapter. And as I explained to you, the previous chapter is talking about the personality of Mashiach. This chapter is talking about the times of Mashiach. So, what says in the previous chapter about the personality of Mashiach, that it doesn't have to be a miracle worker or a prophet or a tzaddik, it's just be a from Jew, should not necessarily apply to our chapter, which is talking about the era of Mashiach. In Perikidal Vegin Melacha Mashiach, chapter 11 is about the person. The personality of Mashiach, what he's going to do and how he's going to come. And Perikidbeis Vegin the Matzav Eilam Biyamesa Mashiach. The world's condition after Mashiach comes. So arguably, you shouldn't link the two. Says the Rebbe, but no, you could link it to. You know why? Because the factors, 
that when you read chapter 11, the Rambam doesn't only describe what's going to happen after Mashiach comes, but rather, chapter 12, which talks about the Mesa Mashiach, the times of Mashiach, doesn't discuss only what's going to happen after Mashiach comes, it discusses how Mashiach is going to come. So the Rebbe says, you have two prakim, they deal with two ideas, but they overlap. Chronologically, they're at the same time. Chapter 11 deals with Mashiach. Chapter 12 deals with the times of Mashiach, but the times of Mashiach connected to the personality of Mashiach. Ubemela, accordingly, is the When in chapter Yudalaf, 11, the Rambam brings proof that Mashiach not perform any miracles. Says the Rebbe, that proof is serves also what he's discussing here, in the mats of about the condition of the world in times of Mashiach, which is connected to the coming of Mashiach, which includes the idea of Shmuel that there's no change of nature. So the Rebbe says in Pedikid Aleph, the Rambam proves that Mashiach doesn't have to do have special powers. In Pedikid Base, he states that after Mashiach comes, nothing special occurs, and he brings no proof. You know why? Because it's connected to Malachim Mashiach. So the Rebbe is going to establish Yemaisa Mashiach in two levels, two steps. Yemaisa Mashiach as connected to the personality of Mashiach, and Yemaisa Mashiach, which is beyond the personality of Mashiach. And in the initial stage, Yemaisa Mashiach, which is connected to the personality of Mashiach, this is the Ein Bein. And Yemaisa Mashiach, which is not connected to Malachim Mashiach, this is where we say, Kol Anavim Nisnabu, and that's the time of Tchiyas HaMesim and so forth. If the times of Mashiach will give end, it's going to be a time when nature is going to be changed, it'll be a new nature. That change of nature is going to go to Mashiach. In other words, if the initial stages of Mashiach is coming, there's a new nature, that means Mashiach is connected to a new nature. On them, then you would have to say, as Mashiach has to change nature. This would be how you would determine who Mashiach is. That's what makes Mashiach special, it's going to perform miracles and change nature, says the Rebbe, the Rambam. The Rambam argues, is right? This is classic case of Maiserav. The Rambam paskins a halacha not based on the dinim in the Gemara. He paskins a halacha based on the stories in the Gemara. That Rabbi Kiva v'cholchach meideri all believed about Merkaziva Hamelach that he could have been Mashiach. And Merkaziva Hamelach was no tzaddik. He was certainly no navi. And they determined from this as Mashiach tafnit machachenitz meifis. Mashiach need not. Predict the future, make any miracles. Continues the Rebbe on page 201, is their fun move on a mochach. The self is proof. As Biyasa Mashiach bring nit mitzich, bitlip minhagesh. Although Mashiach comes, the nature of the world doesn't change. In short, chapter 11 and chapter 12 are talking about Melacha Mashiach and Yemaisa Mashiach. But chapter 11 and chapter 12 are talking about Melech HaMashiach and Yemes HaMashiach as the two are concurrent, as the two are happening at the same time. And here comes the Rebbe's point. This comes the Rebbe's position. When the Rambam writes in chapter 12, what the world is going to be like when Mashiach comes. 
is that's al benigay the minyan is mani yemesa Mashiach. He's talking about the era of Mashiach, v'alches fabundin mit melech haMashiach, which is connected to the person. Ubiyasa. This haste, in other words, three and perek yudalev in chapter eleven is the Rambam avad vases is yonish melech haMashiach. He describes the personality. Quote: Hamelech haMashiach asad lamitim. Mashiach will get up. In the future, Al-Haqs and Malchus David Yeshna bring back the sovereignty of the family of David and Malach to its ancient order. Limim Shalad is shed to its early dominion. And then, of course, it continues. Beina Mikdash, he builds the base of Mikdash. Mechabes and Chesal, he gathers together the dispersed in the exiles. Vechazim, Kalamish, but all the Dinim come out, including Shemitah and Yevil and Ger Teshav and Eved Devri and Steachud and all the rest. Edved bring in the Shlemos, mitzvahs v'halachas atayin, he'll bring about a wholeness, a perfection in the mitzvahs and halachas of Torah. Now, of course, in this paragraph, this paragraph is loaded. And of course, the most important word in this halacha that we just read is the word hamelech. The idea that Mashiach is a king. Why is it so important? And this is what the Rabbi says in the Sikh of Chedegit Chazbalak. Why is it so important to define Mashiach as a king? Because it gives Mashiach halachic. Mishbetes, halachic border, halachic boundary. There's halachas of a melech. There's laws of a king. What kings do, what's their role, what's their function, and so on and so forth. Mashiach is not a new idea, it's an old idea. Mashiach is a king like any other. The only difference between melech and Mashiach and other malchis, halach shedim, is one little teeny tiny word, a very important word at that. And that teeny tiny word is the word matzliach. All kings have the same mandate. David, Shleimer, Rechavam, Oslo, Yehoshaphat, they all have the same mandate. First of all, make Etisol safe. Second of all, make Yidin Frum and Erlach, and so on and so forth. If they would see through their mission till the end, that would make them Melech HaMashiach. Because Melech HaMashiach does the same thing as any other king does. He just has greater success. So in chapter 11, he's describing Mashiach. The person, the Noch, and Berikid Bezer, the Rambam, then in chapter 12, the Rambam discusses, Vidim Matzav Eilim Vetzain Behetem Lazer, what the world is going to like when Mashiach is coming, Vidim Matzav, as he finishes, in Halacha Dalad of Berikid Bez, as Yidim Matzain Pnuyim, and Tedim Chachm Master Jews are going to be free to study Tedim Chachm, or Berik Halacha Hey. And even Goyim, their only thing that's going to be of passionate interest to them is to know God. And since the whole world is busy with knowing God, the Jews are going to be incredibly scholarly and they're going to know Meaning, that in Perikid Beis, that Ammam describes what the world is going to be like and what people are going to be busy with. The Iker, and critically, this means that there's going to be Kim HaMitzvah HaTera, that after Mashiach comes, we're going to do the Mitzvah Nalach HaTera, because it's going to be in an Oilam, it's going to be in the same world, which is the same as it is right now. You see, the Rambam's opinion about Mashiach, I don't have time to elaborate. The Rambam's opinion about Mashiach's role is called Shleim Satera Vamitzvah. That's sort of the anchor of the Chelikit Chasicha. Shleim Satera Vamitzvah basically means that until Mashiach comes, we're never able to do the whole Torah. And certainly, we're never able to do the whole Torah by all the Jews in the world, by all the people in the world. Mashiach means a circumstance where all Yidin and Lahavla all Goyim are keeping all the Tayak Mitzvah Satera Shnitnul Yisrael and the Zion Mitzvah Bnei Nech, which were given Lahavla 
to be in to go in. That's what Mashiach is. So in Perikid Aleph, he talks about the person. Perikid Beis, he talks about the time. But when in Perikid Beis, he talks about the time, he's talking about the same time as he spoke about in Perikid Aleph. And there's no Shinim in Hagesh The nature of the world has not been changed. It's the same world as we know it. But we have a Melech, we have a sovereign, we have a king of our own who protects us and insists. He forces us, he educates us, he lifts us up. That we, Yidin, and Lahavdul, the whole world, including all the Goyim, should keep mitzvahs, the two are Taryag mitzvahs, and there are seven mitzvahs. And all of this happens under the, under the background of no Shinim and Okay, I don't want to push this too far, but just think about this. The Rambam doesn't really talk about Mashiach. The Rambam does not talk about Yemaisa Mashiach. The Rambam talks halacha. That's it, law. The Mashiach that he talks about is a legal Mashiach. The Yemaisa Mashiach that he talks about is a legal Yemaisa Mashiach. Now, there could be much more to Mashiach. There could be much more to Yemaisa Mashiach. I said the Rambam is concerned. The Rambam's concern is only halacha. So the Rebbe tells us, I want you to understand that the part of Mashiach and Yemesa Mashiach, which is halachic, is the person Mashiach, and what happens during the initial stages of the times of Mashiach, which is dominated by that personality. Namely, the world does not have to change at all, will be in a position to practice what's called Shleimus HaTerev mitzvah in an environment where there's no Shirim and what happens later? A lot of wonderful stuff. But the wonderful stuff that's going to happen later is not a halach. It's not something that we need to know what we need to do. It's a secondary idea. So the Ram doesn't discuss it. And the Rabbi continues, a pikala now, accordingly. We can find clarity and resolution and streamline. The opinion of the Rambam. On the one hand, his opinion that after Mashiach comes, the world remains the same as it is now. There's no shinim in Nagash And on the other hand, he addresses the fashidin epsukim in Maimare Chazal, the various passages in Tanakh, and the various statements from the Chachomim, about the prophecies that get placed when Mashiach comes, which are certainly supernatural. And the Rabbi has to make up his mind. Are these events going to happen only naturally and they're allegory or they're going to happen supernatural and they're literal and what's the answer? In the stage of Mashiach connected to the personage of Mashiach it's allegory In the later stage they become literal and this resolves all the questions it solves all the problems The Yehudim and the voice, the prophecies that speak about the person Mashiach what he needs to do and what he will do. What's going to manifest in the world through his personality. Anything associated directly with the personality of Mashiach is not connected to a change of nature of the world. Because in the initial stages of the Mesa Mashiach, everything stays the same. When the fathers are mafarish, therefore he explains that when it says in the apostle, the guards Avim Kevez that the wolf will lie with the sheep and so on, he says, Vashtait Behemshech, which follows immediately after the passage, Vyatsa Yishai, a branch will step forward from the trunk, from the root of Yishai. So these psukim, since they occur one after the next, 
He says, as does his Moshlom Lee, it's all allegory. Because anything of Yemei Mashiach connected directly to the personality of Mashiach has to be natural. When touched up, a Fedosh, and he explains explicitly, Vos is the Moshal Vechidif and the Pasuk. What is the riddle? What is the hint of this Pasuk? The Jewish people are going to sit comfortably with the evil Goyim. And he says, The same is true about all other things of this nature. Describing Mashiach that they're all Mashalim, says the Rebbe on Zaknit, was the Mashalim Zainiv. He doesn't spell out what these Mashalim are. Ah, the Rebbe, to be sure, if Fertaisi actually says, you're going to have to wait for Mashiach to come to find out what these allegories mean. Yivad al-Lachal, we're going to be alerted to what they refer the Ezed Dover Hayamashal, which aspect of the Mashal is represented by the Nimshal. Says the Rebbe, still all of these things are connected to the person of Mashiach. Varum because erkun beikir mazbezayin. The primary focus of the Ramam is, as nemposak, that in these passages or this passage, the chakum behemshech to v'yad chayte v'gemer, which follows the posak which describes the personality of Mashiach. Says the Rebbe, mavur in Yonah Mashiach, the idea of Mashiach is flushed out as yidden vel nithabim. The Jews are not going to have an interference from non-Jews. They're going to free to study Tehra and so forth and so on. But all of this is describing what happens after Mashiach comes connected to the personality of Mashiach. So, the Rambam speaks the halach of Mashiach. The halach of Mashiach is what you need to know that happens initially, when he comes. And what happens during the time of Mashiach in relationship to when he comes. What's the point? No miracles. No shinim and agashav. Just believe negis and mavat. We'll learn teda and do mitzvahs and so on and so forth. Then we have a whole series of predictions made in the Navi and the Chazal. They're not talking about the personality of Mashiach. Not if again, we talk about prophecy and after Mashiach comes. Including the various ideas mentioned earlier in the Sikha. Number one. Vishpati Chayram and the artists that animals that are currently predatory will cease to be predatory. Number two, Maimers Allah Nazilan Islaka Sidim Lee says in paydays that barren trees will bear fruit. Says the Rebbe is the Rambam Takem Efarash. Rambam would actually hold. As is Ainanit Kain Marshal, they're not allegory, nor Kapshutim, they're literal. It is only Dos Vedzain that's going to happen in Ashpeta Dekat Kufa in a later stage. Which is the second kufa in Yemesa Mashiach Gufa, the second stage in the coming of Mashiach itself. And like I told you before, that according to the Rambam, this is part of Elif Hashishi, it's not part of Elif Hashvi. And the Rambam doesn't discuss it. The Rambam does not tell you the changes of Menhagash that are going to happen in the later stage of Malachah Mashiach, because there's no halacha in it. So he tells you only the halachas of Malachah Mashiach, which describe the person and what happens in the initial stage of his coming. And at that time, there's no change in nature. And the Gemara Mesechta Shabbos. The Halach and Hilchas Shabbos. Halach and Hilchas Tshuva in the Rambam. And the Halach of Tchiyas HaMesim that seem to describe Shinim and Hagash Aleilam are talking about the second Kufa. Problem solved. Everything fits beautifully. When the Rambam Paschal Hilchas Melacham that there's no change in nature because the Rambam is talking about Yemesa Mashiach as it relates to Melacham Mashiach. At that point there's no Shinim and Hagash Aleilam. 
All the other halachas that seem to be saying to the contrary, we hold like Rebchia Bar Abba Omar Rav, that which means that we hold that the prophets were talking about miracles that are going to happen in the times of Mashiach. The Rambam agrees with that Gemara. Yeah, but Ein Bain says the Rebbe Ein Bain is in the beginning of Yemei Mashiach, and the idea that there's going to be um, huge changes in nature, Shinim and Hagashalayim, was a later stage of the coming of Mashiach. That's it. Problem solved. That's it. Done. Gvaldik. You know, this is a sikha with many, many questions and complexities. But the Rebbe resolves it very simple. You know, the, the Gemara, you have Gala Goizim. One of the accolades, one of the compliments given to Gedele Yisrael is Gala Goizim. It's a pile of nuts. The meaning of the words Gala Goizim is that sometimes you have many, many questions of various different types. And you provide one insight. And the one insight eliminates all the complexities. Like you pull one knot out of a pile and the entire pile collapses. The Rebbe gave us one thought. And this one thought resolves all of our dilemma, all of the problems that we have about how things are going to be after Mashiach comes according to the Rambam, the contradictions of Rambam himself, the Kachas, Rambam, the Tedos, Kenim, and the Gemara. It all falls into place once you insert the idea of these two Tkufas. What are the two Tkufas? Yemaisa Mashiach that relates to Melech Mashiach that the Rambam discusses, those with the Halachas are. And we say, And everything that happens after that, and the after that is where the Rambam Paschal is Shabbos, that wearing weapons on Shabbos that constitute carrying, and the Rambam Palm is Nechus Tshuva, that we say that Ayn Leir Asa Lechim Zulsacha Ben El Mabo, Old Nevi'im Mestabeli Mesam Mashiach, and of course that's when Tchiyas Mesam happens. And the Rebbe continues. And the next tickle is the Zistaf and Zayala. The Sikha began with the Gemara and the Teraskeine, right? The Sikha began with the Gemara and the Teraskeine. Correct? The Teraskeine says, Asilin ilon esrak lohoiti peris. All barren trees will produce fruit. The Gemara in Suba said, Asilin ilon esrak shabeeris yisrael, lintes peris. That barren trees in Israel will be burdened, laden with fruit. So there's two differences between the Tereskenim and the Gemara. The Gemara is describing something that happens locally, only in Eretz Yisrael. And the Gemara describes the fruit being on the tree, not because they grew, but because they're somehow miraculously going to appear. Tereskenim says it happens all over the world, and they're growing on the tree. Says that you know what the difference between the Gemara and the Tereskenim is? The Gemara is describing a miracle. Tereskenim is describing a new nature. So the Rebbe is now going to say the Gemara is going to be true in the first Kuf of Yemei Samashiach. And the Teras Kedem is going to be true in the second Kuf of Yemei Samashiach. Let's read it. It says, The aforementioned will also offer revolution in the Mechilak sufficient the Maimed and Teras Kedem in the Memory service. I told this to you in the beginning. They seem almost the same, but they're very distinctive. There's a difference between the Medrash and the Gemara in Ksubis. The Gemara in Ksubis, the quote of the Gemara in Ksubis is, Two points. It happens only in Israel. The fruit are not growing on the tree. They're somehow going to be on the tree. Says the Rebbe was wise. The appearance of these fruit on these trees is not going to be natural. It's going to be a miracle. 
V'haraya, it's only in Eretz And it's not growing from the trees, it's going to be on the trees. It says the Rebbe, Red, Vegan, the Resh, the Tkuf was discussed in the first era. Because in that first stage, there will be a nest, nest in the Israel. You see, when the Rambam Paskins, that when Mashiach comes, nature remains the same as it is now, that doesn't mean there won't be any miracles. It means there won't be a new nature. The Gemara in Ksubis is not describing a new nature, the Gemara in Ksubis is describing a nest. So the Rambam says that the Rambam would hold. The day in the Gemara in Ksubis is going to happen even in the Tukufar Rishen. On the other hand, and all barren trees, not just in Israel, but in the whole world. Oisim are going to produce fruit rather than the fruit growing on the tree, says the Halik and Ebe. As a Zevet Zain de Teva, from the Elon, is going to be the nature of the trees. And the whole world says that Ebe, that Zich, this Tedas Kenim is speaking. The second Erev Mashiach is coming. There's going to be a change in the nature of the world. From them, Elon, Slack, like the Pedas, it becomes the new nature in the tree. So the Gemara in Ksubis is speaking about the first stage in the Mesa Mashiach, and it's going to be a Ness. Teras Kedem is speaking about the second of Mesa Mashiach, which is considered a new nature. And the Rabbi continues, if you're now we go back to the contradiction to the Ramam himself. It's moving a snitkin steer for the Vidya then on the one hand, the Rambam Paskins by us and Hilchas Mashiach ain ben Elam Azeli Mesa Mashiach Aleshiud Malchi is bulvat. That after Mashiach comes, nothing changes except sovereignty. Was gate of the Ersten Kuv of Mesa Mashiach. That's the first period of Mesa Mashiach. So it's ein psak, and it does not contradict when he holds Kol and Aviyim Kulul and Estabu El Mesa Mashiach that all the prophets only saw the times of Mashiach, which means that the times of Mashiach are filled with supernatural events, because the Gemara that says that the, and the Ramah Paschal is like this, that all the wonderful things described in Tanakh are talking about Yemei Mashiach is the second Kuf. And the same is true, but again, the question of carrying and Shabbos, which is Eichmuv, and it's also understood, Zayim Psak, as Ayei typically Zayim B'Shabbos Chayim Chattas, if you wear weapons on Shabbos Chayim Chattas, because the Postic says, V'chit Sukha Beisam, L'itim will go and destroy weapons of destruction. For Sredveg in the Matzah for Elam, it's talking about the kind of a world, V'svedzayin L'osid Lovey, which will be after Mashiach comes, says, D'reberen, D'ramam Kipshut, D'ramam Hold, there's going to be a period after Mashiach comes, there's going to be no need for war. And therefore, wearing weapons is carrying them. Unidar Moshal Bilvad, it's not only an allegory. It is only as dos vezain in der spetetet kufa for Yemei Samashiach, as can happen in the later stage of the coming of Mashiach, that unhayes, whereas as klizain betelem in yenet kufa al call upon him, in the later stage of the coming of Mashiach, weapons are going to become bottle from their gola, says the Rebbe is es abavais, it's proof, as klizain, and it can and it's not a, uh, an adornment, it's not a piece of jewelry, because if it were a piece of jewelry, it would always apply. So the Rebbe just now, you know, went back and turned over every stone, right? Every question that he asked, he answered. The Gemaras that described Mashiach being supernatural is the second Kufa, and the Gemara describing nothing changing during the times of Mashiach, including the fact that there are going to be miracles in the times of Mashiach. This is the Tkufa Rishayim. One last sequence of Gemaras, which the Rebbe did not ask, in the earlier parts of the Sikh, he's going to address it now. A PNL is for them written Nochani. There's one more thing that deserves our attention. 
The Gemara Hanal, Kolanavim, Lindus Nabu, Eli Mesa Meshech, Vedibrach, Behemshech, Lazet. There's another Gemara, which says the following. Omar Abhiya, Abhiya said, Kolanavim, Kulum, Lindus Nabu, Eli Labalichilla. Prophets are describing the world of Balichilla. Prophets and the miracles of the prophets is describing Balichilla. Tzadikim Gemurim, perfect. Tzadikim, Ayin, Leiros, Olakim, Zalasacha, no eye has seen them. He argues with Rabavo because Rabavo says, And of course, this Gemara holds the Tzadikim higher than Bali Tshuva, and the prophets are describing only what happens to Bali Tshuva, not what happens to Tzadikim. These two statements, the idea that after Mashiach comes, the miracles described in the Nevi'im are only in times of Mashiach, not in and that this is talking about the tshuva is mashmet indicative as a zainin shayach ain't to the tzvei to the two are connected. The says in other words, the shitasa he holds that kol anavim the kol linus nabal the mashiach the miracles described by the prophet happens during the times of mashiach. Darf mezogin oich this supports also zogin to say as kol anavim kulum linus nabal el about the tshuva speaking only about the tshuva not like abavo and not like shmuel. What's the problem? We find as the Rama, the Rama, Chacher Zok, Amru Chachamim, Kol Anavim, Kulim, Linusabul, Lameisa Mashiach, Kanal. Even though the Rama holds, like the first Rama vow, Amr Abiyech, that all of the miracles predicted by the Navim is Lameisa Mashiach, not El Maba. At the same time, he paskins Amru Chachamim, B'Makim, Shabbat Shuvah, Eimdim, Ein Tzadikim, Gemurim, Mechel Maba, that about Shuvah is higher than a Tzadik. Here's our Kasha. According to this Gemara, Tzadikim hired them by the Tshuva. Because what happens to Bala Tshuva is in Yemesa Mashiach, what happens to Tzadikim in El Mabo, and that doesn't work. So the answer is this, Al Piyadal is moving, but thus, for Rabchia Barabba Rechen Halt. Rabchia Barabba says that Tzadikim are hired them by the Tshuva. Is this Lashita say, as Eich Betchel Siyem Mesa Mashiach, or as Ein Betel Menhag Yishalaylam, one of them is Nabokol Anavim? Because he holds that in the initial stage of the Kamagam Mashiach, miracles are going to happen. Oh, but the shita said, "Amam." Since the Amam holds that the Chelus of Mashiach is Elokim and Haginayek, the world follows the natural order. Is this Nishmachriach? As the Dikim and Gemelim, Balei Tshuva. Think where the Balei Tshuva. We have a Gemara that the Rambam does and doesn't agree with. The Gemara says that after Mashiach comes, miracle happens. Miracles happen. The Rambam agrees with that Gemara. In the second period of Yemei Samashiach. But in the first period of Yemei Samashiach, the Ramam says no. Where is the disagreement? Rabchia, when he says that after Mashiach comes, miracle happens, he holds that this is even in the first Kuf. So the Rambam is agreeing and disagreeing with Rabchia by Rabbam Rabbi Echnon. He's agreeing with him that after Mashiach, that Vesach. That miracles happen after Mashiach comes. But he doesn't agree with him that it happens right away. He, he, he holds that it happens later. And accordingly, the Rebbe wants to argue that he can agree with Rabbi Echelen about miracles happening after Mashiach comes and disagree about who's higher at Sadiq and about Chuba. Since he, since holds this happens in the first kufa, he says this is only about Sadiq, about Bailit Shuvah and Sadiqim are higher. 
the Rambam who holds that the first Kufa things are going to be natural and only in the second Kufa there are going to be miracles could simultaneously hold that the Balchuva is going to be higher than the Tzaddik. And the Rebbe, the footnote here, footnote 82, refers to the Kutasiyach Eschelik Yudalid, where the Rebbe explains it in the following way, that there is a Balchuva which is lower than a Tzaddik, that's a Balchuva Meyira, and there's a Balchuva which is higher than a Tzaddik, which is a Balchuva Me'ahava, and that sort of resolves the whole argument. Who's higher, tzaddik or a balchuva? I mean, it's a fact, right? <laughs> Either the balchuva is higher than a tzaddik or the tzaddik is higher than the balchuva. The answer is if the balchuva is tshuva meyira, the tzaddik is higher than him. If the balchuva is tshuva me'ava, then, the, then he's higher than the tzaddik. So when Abchiyah Barab Omar Rabbi Yechanan says that Cholonavim kulum leinus nabu ella balchuva means balchuva meyira. And not tzaddikim are higher than them. Now the Rambam agrees with Chia Barabba that after Mashiach comes miracle happens, miracles happen, but only in the second Kufa. And therefore, when it comes to the question of Balichuva and Tzadik, the Rambam can pass in the Balchuva is higher than a Tzadik, because he's talking about Balchuva Mi'ava, not Balchuva Mi'ira. Now, I do not know if I explained this entirely correctly, um, but the basic issue is that even though in the Gemara these two arguments are linked, the Rambam is not bound by both Gemaras because he's not agreeing with Abchiyah Barabba Om Rabbi Yechanan completely about either of them. Even when he agrees with Abchiyah Barabba Om Rabbi Yechanan about Kolon Avim Nabu El Lemesa Mashiach, he's not agreeing completely because he holds only in Kufa Shnia. And therefore he's not bound by the other Abchiyah Barabba Om Rabbi Yechanan about the question of Zedikim Abalichov. What did we learn tonight? <laughs> For the mathematicians, we learned how many pages? We started on 197, and now we're holding on 203, right? So how many pages is that? It's uh, two, four, it's about six pages. Yeah, about six pages. The Sikh only has three pages left. Um, an argument could be made that I should rush and finish the Sikha. But I don't want to do that. I'm going to give a third class. The third class will be a little bit shorter um, because I want to give the third class the attention that it needs. And if I'm going to do this now, for more reasons than one, I'm going to rush it. I'm going to swallow it. So let's just summarize. In the first class, we had a bunch of questions about a contradiction between Rambam and Chazal. In today's class, we resolve those contradictions by bringing contradictions between one Rambam and another Rambam. And concluding that there's two Kufas in Yemesa Mashiach, both in Elif Hashishi, during the first Kufa, which is connected to the personality of Mashiach. There's no Shinim in Hagashalelem during the second Kufa, which is not connected so much to the personality of Mashiach. There is a Shinim in Hagashalelem, and it resolves all of our questions. Anybody who is familiar with the Rebbe's Teda knows that one of the most important parts of the Rebbe's Teda is Kashis. How to ask a question. The two statements, Stam Makshan Amoretz and Shailas Chochem is Chatsi Tshuva, tells you everything you need to know about how the Rebbe's questions are asked. Stam action means people ask questions without context, like a tam, mazois. 
And Shalos Chacham as Chatzitshuva means that the questions the Rebbe asks are opening up doors into palaces. Mamish into palaces. When the Sikha started, the Grada, there's a story with, uh, <laughs> with Rabbi Salavechik that his students used to uh, learn the Rebbe's Rashi Sikhas. And the Rebbe's Rashi Sikhas were famous for their questions. In a, in a Rashi of six words, the Rebbe could ask 15 questions. And they would come to their Rav and they would ask him the Rebbe's questions and he would answer them. So they would ask a question, he would answer. And finally they would ask a question, he would start to scream at them and say, Does this nishtayer kasher? You didn't think of this one, this you stole. Real learning is knowing what a question is. In the Sikha, there have been two question points. I mean, the first part of the Sikha is Kule Kashis. But there have been two areas of questions that we've explored. The first is a question on the Rambam from Chazal. The Rambam says Mashiach's coming has nothing to do with miracles when there seems to be so much indication from Chazal that it does. The answer to those questions was a second set of questions. And the second set of questions were about contradictions in the Rambam himself. That the Rambam says things in different places that based on how the Gemara presents the ideas, they're contradictory, they're mutually exclusive. After the Rebbe asked us the second set of questions, the Rebbe gave us his Gewaldike Chiddush, his Gewaldike Vort. <coughs> Pardon me. Which is that according to the Rambam, there's two periods in Yemei Samashir. There's two periods in the Messianic era. The first period in Yemei Samashir has to do with Bia Samashir, the time of Mashiach, connected to the personality of Mashiach. And this is not connected to miracles, not connected to Shinim and Hagashalom, to a new nature. And then there is a later Tkufa Yemei Samashir where huge miracles occur, including the miracle of Tchias HaMesim, which is the greatest miracle of all. And Tchias HaMesim cannot be seen as a Ness. Tchias HaMesim has to be seen as a Shinim in Hagesh Aleilam, as, as indicative of the Rabbim himself, when he says, Vesachal Yalla Das, that Mashiach Tzadach Lassus Eis, or Mephis, Meshanu Davish Aleilam, or Mechai Ames. And this resolves all the contradictions that the Halachas and the Rambam that speak to Mashiach coming in a natural way, which is consistent with Shmuel, is the initial stage of coming of Mashiach said Kenu, and then the fact that later on there's going to be all kinds of incredible events, including Shinim and Hagesh is a later Tkuf. And bear in mind, and we talked about this in the last class, that this is particularly uh, important when it comes to the question of Tres HaMesim, because the Rambam holds that Tchiyas HaMesim is part of Yemes HaMashiach. It's not part of Elam Haba, because according to the Rambam, Elam Haba, Bepashtas, is Nishamez Bali Gufim. So since according to the Rambam, Tchiyas HaMesim is a part of the Yemes HaMashiach, and Tchiyas HaMesim is certainly a Shinim in Hagesh we have no choice but to say that there are two Tukufas. So the way I want to start tonight's class is by saying, in the first class, we ask questions from Chazal on the Rambam. 
Then we ask questions from Rambam, on Rambam himself. And now, as we begin this last part of the Sikha, which is, it's, in terms of commas, it's short, we're asking a new question. And the new question is not how do we resolve contradictions in Rambam. In other words, how do we resolve the fact that the Rambam says in one place according to this sheet and in another place it said according to a different sheet and these two sheets the Gemara considers mutually exclusive and the only way to resolve them is to come up with two sheets. The question that the Rebbe is going to present to us now is a very simple one. I guess the simplest way to put it is why does the Rambam have such a complicated Mashiach? Why does the Rambam have to offer, uh, offer us a Mashiach that has to involve two tkufas to account for uh, a beginning which is connected to and a later stage which is linked to Shirim what is compelling the Rambam what's pushing the Rambam what's forcing the Rambam to create such a complicated concept of Mashiach now of course it's based on the days and the Gemara and the Halachas that he brings here he paskins like this and here he paskins like this and the only way to resolve all those things is to come up with a complicated Mashiach but what is it about the Rambam and Mashiach that, so to speak, puts the Rambam in a position where he has to create a complicated concept of Mashiach. This, I think, is the summary of what we're going to be learning tonight. Or to say it in other words, until now we asked questions and we answered contradictions in the Rambam. We're not asking contradictions in the Rambam tonight. We're simply saying, what are you thinking, Rambam? What's in your head? in the Rambam's cup what's going on in the Rambam's head that forces him to create such a complicated idea of Mashiach so we're going to begin to read in Perek Tezayim where the Rebbe is going to ask this question in his own words and um, the part of the Sikha that we're going to learn tonight I can't say that it's hard but it's push exciting I have no other words it's an exciting window into the Rambam's mind about Mashiach and um, it explains how the Rambam resolves problems that he can't be sure about really the Rambam writes things in his forum addressing uncertainties variables that are so to speak not under control of the halacha and the only way that Rambam is able to resolve those issues is by creating the complicated Mashiach that he creates so we're going to begin to read inside. After everything we've learned, that there's a teras keyanim, and there is a gemarink subis, and they contradict each other. And then you have all the other things that we learned, and then we have the Mishnah Lamelech, and the contradiction between one Ramam and another, and the resolution of two tkufas. The question is about Nachal's Nishmuzah. We're still left with the question. Whereas the definition of the messianic time, which is connected to the coming of Mashiach, in other words, the earlier stage of the coming of Mashiach, in the Rambam's mind, is in the Rambam's opinion connected to the fact that the initial stage of the coming of Mashiach has to be a natural world where the nature of the world isn't changed completely. Why is it becoming necessary? That the Rambam has to hold that in the times of Mashiach itself, there'll be a second stage. 
and the nature of the world is going to change. What is forcing the Rambam, and I, again, the way I understand this question, because this question, L'Chayru was answered. The way I understand this question is, what's forcing the Rambam to have a complicated idea of Mashiach? That there's something called Yemesa Mashiach. It's one era, one epoch, one time for Yemesa Mashiach, and it's got to be split into two. Why does the Rambam have to uh, maintain this perspective. The question that's more important, and this is a new question, what wondrous event is going to take place someplace after Mashiach comes, which is going to create and bring about this novelty, the Anhagaf and the Tetet Kufa, the governance, the conduct, the lifestyle, the way of living of the second Kufa of Yemesa Mashiach. So the Rebbe is saying, I want to get into the Rambam's head and I want to understand what is the Rambam thinking? Why does the Rambam need to create such a complicated Mashiach? And the second question, of course, is and what's going to trigger the change from Tkufa out of Tkufa base? These are good kashas. But they're Higoyen kashas. Right? They're not kashas that are saying there's a contradiction between this Rambam and this Gemara. There's a contradiction between this Rambam and this Rambam. It's simply saying what is the Rambam Svara? What is the theory of the Rambam that's behind how he sets up his, his understanding of the Yemesa Mashiach as it plays out all over the Sefer Mishnah Teda, all the various halachas of the Rambam in the Sefer Mishnah Teda. And the Rebbe proceeds to answer the question. And I'm going to say a very short introduction. And the short introduction is the Rambam is a Paisic Dinim, he's not a prophet. The Rambam tells you halachas. The Rambam does not predict the future. The future can happen in more than one way. And the various ways in which the future can happen doesn't depend on Allah. It depends on other variables. It depends on the Eibishter. It depends on Yidin. It depends on who knows what. These differences are not a part of how the Ramam has to pass in Allah's. But it's a part of the complication of how the Rambam has to present us with these halachas. In other words, if you read the Rambam, what do you find when you read the Rambam? The Rambam says there's a few things we know about Mashiach. Mamish, very few. About the various events of, of, of Eliyahu Hanavi and Muhammad's Gegumagiga. A very, very short list of things that the Rambam lists. And by the way, even there he brings more than one opinion about them. And then the Rambam says the rest of the Psukim, don't worry about it. The Tanakh is so full of psukim, descriptions of how Mashiach is going to come and how it's going to play out. And the Rambam says, don't worry about it, we don't understand the psukim. The Rambam says there's so much uncertainty about the psukim and Tanakh, about Mashiach, and he says it's not important. Don't waste your time at the Midrashim, don't concern yourself with it. Why? Because how Mashiach comes can happen in more than one way. And the Rambam has to introduce us to Mashiach that's going to be constant no matter in which way Mashiach comes. If Mashiach can come in two or three different ways. And the Rambam wants to teach us about Mashiach. He has to teach us about Mashiach in the kind of way that no matter which way it plays out, what the Rambam writes is the halachic truth. And that's what's going on here. That's what's going on here. The Rambam is anticipating the fact that 
there are possibilities about Mashiach, which are not connected to Halacha, that change the process of how Mashiach comes. So he has no choice but to present us the Halachic Mashiach with these complications. Let's read. The answer to the question about what's going on in the Rambam's head when he insists to infer, it doesn't say it explicitly, but obviously it's implicit, that there's two tkufas in Mesa Mashiach, the two periods in Mesa Mashiach. What's going on in his head? What is he thinking? He says, Behead them, for the Rambam shrived and he gave us Trias Amesim That makes a reference to one of the Rambam's letters about Trias Amesim. Which is a very interesting letter, by the way, and the history of that letter is also interesting, and so on. And the Rambam writes as follows Dosvos Erat Mefarish Gives. This that I, says the Rambam, interpreted. The Udum Deliyasa, the prophecies about the future, such as the God is Avim Keves, the wolf will lie with the sheep, or Kuyetzebizim. Azezain and Moshe Vachidah, that they're only an allegory and a riddle. Says the Rambam, Ein Dibureinu Hechleiti. Those words in the Sefer Mishnah Teireh, which our Sikha began with, that after Mashiach comes, the world is exactly the same as it is now. And all of the Psukim, but God gave him Keves, and Namrim Yidi Yirbat, Arika Bachyechel Tevel, Narkot Neyegbom, and all these other things, it's all Hakel Mashal Oblitza. Says the Ramam in one of his letters, all of this is not certain, Shei Mashal. When it's Ken Zayn, it's possible. They should happen actually. The Ramaz, I wrote in Mishnah Teda one form, but it doesn't have to happen that way. It can happen a different way. Now, this is terribly complicated. The Ramam is a Paisik Dinim. The Ramam is paskining the halachas of Mashiach. Now, of course, if the Ramam is paskining the halachas of Mashiach, he's only paskining about Mashiach what's Negeel halach, right? The halachas of Mashiach. And of course, everybody knows the most important halach of Mashiach is the idea that Mashiach is a melech, like any other melech. So how could the Rambam write in a different sefer than when he wrote here that Mashiach's coming is not connected, connected to miracles and the, the psukim that describe the supernatural events as Mashalom Litza? He's not sure about it. How does that work? Based on how we explained it earlier in the Sikha, it's, it's necessary to say. As the Udim was read in Bishaychas from Mashiach Ubiyasei, that the prophecy is describing Mashiach and his coming. Zaynit came bitla davam and hagishalom cannot be a, a categorical change of nature. While they gather for Mashiach, because the whole concept of Mashiach is to uftan in the meilam is to affect the world via his kimen hagineig, as the world is natural dafka kanel. In other words, Mashiach's coming to a natural world is not only about nature, it's about Mashiach. The job of Mashiach is to appear in a natural world and to affect the world in a natural way, like the idea that the Rebbe brings from the other Sikh and Chedek Yudches, that the whole idea of Mashiach is Shleim Mitzvah, to make Yiddishkeit whole. So in other words, it seems a necessity for Mashiach to happen in a natural way. How could the Ramam write in a different text that the initial coming of Mashiach could be supernatural? And the Rebbe goes into his answer, and this is the chap. The next shtikele is the, is there's a window into the Rambam's thinking. We find in the Gemara, the Gabi Distiris, there's so many contradictions to the Psukim about how Mashiach is going to come. See, in one place it says, that Mashiach's coming is going to be on clouds. 
Uksiv says in another pasuk, like a poor man riding on a donkey. So which is it? <laughs> is Mashiach coming on a cloud? Is Mashiach coming like a poor man riding on a donkey? And for the Gemara, Zacho, if you didn't deserve, Mashiach comes on clouds. If you don't deserve, Mashiach comes riding on a donkey. The same is also true in a variety of other contradictions in Psukim that the Gemara says essentially Mashiach can come in different ways that are not about Mashiach, they're not about the Abishtad, they're not about Nevi'im, they're about the condition of Yidin at the time Mashiach comes. If Yidin deserve Mashiach, Mashiach comes in a more supernatural way. If Yidin don't deserve Mashiach, Mashiach comes in a more natural way. So the Rebbe says that fun is move on. The fun is, by the way, there's another aspect to this. Now I just want to point out that in the Gemara also they talk about Be'ita and Achishana, right? Be'ita means Mashiach comes because the time for Mashiach has come. Achishana means because we hasten the coming of Mashiach, we break it sooner. Be'ita and Achishana is also Zacho and Le'Zacho. If we deserve Mashiach, so Mashiach comes quicker before the date, so to speak. If we don't deserve Mashiach, Mashiach comes when the time comes. That difference of Be'ita and Achishana is consistent with whether Mashiach comes in a natural way or in a supernatural way. If we deserve Mashiach, because we bring Mashiach sooner than the time that the Abishter set for the coming of Mashiach, it happens Supernatural. If Chassashon, we do not deserve Mashiach, and Mashiach comes because the time has come, then Mashiach happens in a more natural way. And the Rebbe continues. The Funas move, and this also allows us to understand, about a variety of other things about the times of Mashiach. If Mashiach comes, and Yidin deserve Mashiach, Everything is going to be very, very different. And it's all going to happen in a supernatural way. In other words, even though the Rabban Paskans Lahalocha, that Mashiach's coming happens by Ifan TV, if there's a Zohu, then it happens by Ifan And if there's a Zohu, it's possible, as the Rabban wrote in Igeras Chiyas Amesim, that the very beginning there'll be Shinim and Agachalim. Bracket. But this is ain't from the Efania Tivo. This is one of the ways of reconciling the pluk to Benigay being like Mikdash de Yasid. There's a number of different sikhs in the Sefer, um, the, you know, the Rambam, the Rebbe Sikhs, the book of the Rebbe Sikhs on Rambam, Hilchas Beis Abchira. They bring four different excerpts and four different sikhs where the Rebbe answers this question in four different ways. There's a famous Machlekes Rishonim based on Chazal who builds the third Beis Mikdash. Become a Mekemis state in a number of places in Chazal it's written as the Mikdash Ashlishi is Bonnui um Shuchlol, the third base Mikdash is prepared, who Yagal of Yav Mishabayim comes from heaven, and that's what the Rebbe called the Sheet of Rashi and Teisvis. With an Ander Ashlishi in Chazal, in other places it's written, on the Rambam Paskins like this, as Mashiach by the Mikdash. That Mashiach builds the third base of Mikdash. So you have Machlaikis about a Mitzias, you have an argument about a fact. So the Rebbe says it's not an argument about a fact. It's an argument that's dependent on a variable which is not halachic. Thus it's totally in the Tzvei Fanamanal that you depends on the two possibilities how Mashiach comes. As Eib Zachu, if you didn't deserve Mashiach and they hasten his coming, it's the Galilee of Mishmah, come down from heaven. And the way the Rebbe wants to hold it, the Ramah is not going to disagree. 
The Rambam is not saying it's impossible for the Beis HaMikdash to come down from heaven. The Rambam is simply saying it's not necessary for Mashiach to come down from heaven. The third Beis HaMikdash is going to be built by people, the Mashiach. So you have different Mamar Chazal that are not really machloikis. They're not arguing. They're presenting different possibilities that are outside the parameters of the Torah and they're certainly outside the parameters of Halacha because they have to do with the condition of Yidin at the time the Mashiach needs to come. And the Rebbe says, the Rambam chooses one path. The Rambam chooses the path of Teva. Not because the Rambam holds that it's necessarily going to happen that way. The Rambam can't tell you how Mashiach is going to come. Because it's not up to the Rambam. It's not up to the Teda, Kvayoch, it's not up to the Ebishter. It's up to Yidin. And Yidin's deservedness or lack thereof. So when the Rambam is writing and say for Mishnah Teda, how Mashiach is going to come, he's not telling you how it's going to happen based on our worthiness or lack thereof. He's simply explaining it to you within the parameters of Allah. When Das was the Rambam Paskin Besefer Ayad, when the Rambam Paskin Besefer Ayad, which is the Sefer Alochas Alochas, as as Vet Nizain came bitter love him in Hagishalalam, the nature of the world is not going to change, as we learned in the beginning of the Sikha, and all of the descriptions of the supernatural events in, 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 in Pashas Bechu Kaisai and in the Navi Shaya or Moshalam leads, is as Valder Inyan for Mashiach or Yosef Agula Baklau, is a halacha. Everything surrounding Mashiach. And Melech HaMashiach, and the building of the Beis HaMashiach, Dinim, Halacha, Bruder, Psukah. It's, it's Halachas. Unazoi is Oich der Oifen in them. Not only is Mashiach a Halacha, not only the building of the Beis HaMikdash a Halacha, and so on and so forth, but the way these things happen is also a Halacha. In other words, as it is Nittoli Be'ef in the Maisem Neyadam. Anything which has to do with Teir and Halacha, it's a law. They gave a law. This is how it has to be. If this is how it has to be, it cannot be changed by the behavior of people. Masha'enkein, which is not the case when we speak about Hagu'ula. That the Gula comes in a way that is supernatural. Because that is, Velche is Toloy in them, as by Yidin as a Matzah Mezoche, that depends on the condition of the Jewish people. And the Rebbe says, well, it's, not, it's not fixed, it's not certain. Why not? Because everything in the hands of heaven except for fear of heaven. We have free will. So that Mashiach has to come as a halacha. That the base has to be built as a halacha. Whether this happens naturally or supernaturally is up to free will. So the Rambam gives you the halachas of a Mashiach as it's going to happen notwithstanding the choices that people make. In other words, whether people make better choices and there's a zochel and it happens supernaturally or people, chas v'shalem, there's a maimed matzav of loizoch and things happen more naturally. The, basamik, the coming of Mashiach that the Rambam describes cannot, is not going to change because he's giving you the halachic version of it. On the ribbon accordingly, is the Rambam metar the Giyula. The Rambam is describing the Giyula. In the Eifah Vesis Halacha, as it must be, in other words, Mukhrach to Zayn, it's absolutely necessary for it to happen. Um Abhengik from the Matzah and Yidin, without being dependent upon the Jewish people. In plain words, what the Rebbe is saying is this. 
The Rambam has to describe to us Mashiach in such a way that it's impossible that this shouldn't happen. The Rambam has to describe to us the building of the Beis Hamikdash in such a way that it's impossible it shouldn't happen. The fact that it can happen in better ways, but those better ways are not certain, he doesn't include. The Rambam is giving us the minimum Mashiach, the Mashiach that has to come. That Mashiach is a Melech, has to be. And that he's going to be Mashpia and Yidna, the whole world has to be. That he's going to build the base of Mikdash, has to be. The fact that there's a possibility that these could happen in better ways, higher than Teb, it doesn't have to be. Because that's dependent upon us. So the Rambam writes in Mishnah Torah, the Mashiach and the Melech HaMashiach and the Yemes HaMashiach and the building of the Beis HaMikdash, which has to happen with the parameters of Halacha and doesn't allow himself to get entangled with the idea of Zohar and Lezor. So therefore, that makes his point. In, it's a letter from the Rambam. Where the Rambam says, I don't know how Mashiach is going to come. And because I don't know how Mashiach is going to come, I do not know whether miracles are going to happen or miracles are not going to happen. But one thing I can tell you, miracles do not need to happen, and Mashiach needs to come. Mashiach needs to come, and the base of needs to be built, Kibbutz Golis needs to take place. Everything that Ammam writes about in Hilchas Mashiach must be. Anything which could be, and could also not be, that Ammam disincludes, because he's just trying to give us the Allahs of Mashiach, nothing more, nothing less. And the Rebbe goes deeper. The Rebbe goes deeper. But I make case. The Rebbe goes deeper. According to what we read so far in the Sikha, what the Rebbe is suggesting is that Mashiach can come in more than one way and that Rambam gives us the minimal version. And in one of his letters, he lets us know that he's giving us the minimal version. Now the Rebbe is going to say it's not one opinion or another opinion, one possibility or other possibility. It's two layers of the same thing. Let's read. Why make case? Thus was the Rambam is metal de giul. The Rambam describes Mashiach's coming. Be'efen in such a form as as v'tnezayin kin bittel davim b'nagishalel. Nothing about the nature of what is going to change. Is nishvel the Rambam is metal de giul as if v'tnezayin kumen be'efen shleidach hasvashal. It's not because the Rambam is being a minimalist. It's not because if you wanted to use a skeptical term, it's being pessimistic. If Mashiach comes in the worst way, it'll happen kach v'kach. No. In other words, he's describing Mashiach's coming naturally, and Mashiach's building the base of Mikdash, is not because he's assuming the worst. In other words, it's not because he feels that he has to give you just a halachic Mashiach, the minimum of Mashiach. Not about the Rambam letter, the Rambam holds, Ados was chazal zogin, that the fact we find so many Mare chazal, based on so many psukim, as when says a matzav and zochu of Mashiach comes when we deserve him, the many additional advantages mitan hagenisis with supernatural events v'chuli says the Rebbe he doesn't include it not because he's not certain whether it's going to happen or not, but rather is just an inyan noisif of an etzem gidrishal Mashiach, because it's not part of the basic definition of Mashiach is. In other words, you can say that the Rambam is thinking. The Mashiach is going to come in Zohu. The Mashiach is going to come supernaturally. And nevertheless, he's not going to say so in Mishnah Torah. Why? Because even if as soon as Mashiach comes, miracles start happening, there's still the halachic aspects of Mashiach. And the halachic aspects of Mashiach are not part of the miracles. They're part of the world. That's haste. In other words, 
מצד גדרי של משיח וביוסי. משיח זה an idea, and it's a halacha, and it has to happen, משיח has to come. Is there seder from Olam Kamenhagen, and the criteria of משיח is that משיח comes to a world. משיח comes to a world is natural, you know why? The whole purpose of Mashiach and Allah. The whole Chiddush of Mashiach. The way the Ramam explains it, and this is of course the Sikh of the Rebbe in Chalikit Chas Bolok, is that he makes Taylor whole. This is what the Rebbe says. It's a, it's a very, this, the, the, this Sikh that we're learning is one of the most important Sikhs of the Rebbe and Rambam. It's a pedigree base. The Sikh and Perik Aleph, which parallels this, which is also in the Kuntas Varmalchus, is Chelikit Ches Balak. And the whole idea of that Sikh is the Rebbe tells you what's the role of Mashiach. What's his job? And the job of Mashiach, in a sentence, is Shleimah Satera Mitzvah. In other words, after Mashiach comes, all Jews were able to keep all 613 mitzvahs. And will be able to keep and will in fact keep all of their Sheva mitzvahs. In other words, Mashiach's job has to do with religion. Mashiach's job has to do with Tehidah Mitzvahs. Mashiach's job has to do with Goyim keeping the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Neach. That has nothing to do with miracles. Fakert, miracles come from the Eibishter. Miracles make our lives better. Miracles make our lives easier. But if Mashiach's role is to be Mashpia on people, that people should behave a certain way, the relationship between Mashiach and people, and what Mashiach influences them, is not about miracles, it's about Yiddishkeit. Says the Rebbe, The need to assert Mashiach's will over the world, that the whole world should keep Teirul Mitzvahs, is predicated on a world. People, that until Mashiach came, didn't necessarily do what the Ebishter wants, and after Mashiach comes, they're all going to be aligned with the rest of the Ebishter. So the Rebbe says it's possible for the Rambam to, to have th- thought as he was writing these halachas that Mashiach is in a common way of Zohu and miracles are going to happen and he didn't include them. Not he didn't include them because he didn't believe in them, he didn't include them because they're not a part of what he's describing. Let's read. If Jews are in elevated condition that they deserve Mashiach. Which means Mashiach comes before the schedule. Deserved. Vedzain and Indian Noisif, there'll be additional ideas. Hashem is going to perform miracles. To show an extra love and advantage about the Jewish people. But even if those miracles happen, it doesn't change the aspects of Mashiach. And you might say Mashiach, and based on Mikdash, and have to do with Allah. Bracket. Then he goes back to the question he said before. The point that I made in the previous page, says the Reb, that there's a, there's a difference of opinion in Chazal. And then there's a Machlaikis and he's showing him. About who builds the third base on Mikdash. Says the Reb, the Pirish Bazaar is that when the Rambam says that Mashiach is building the third base on Mikdash, it doesn't mean nit. It's not that the idea that the Beis HaMikdash is going to come from heaven is bestirat to Mashiach Bein HaMikdash, contradicts the idea of Mashiach building the Beis HaMikdash. Nor, but rather, as Mesadget in Halacha, in Halacha is the Reim from Beis HaMikdash, Binyan Beis HaMikdash, the idea of building the Beis HaMikdash, Achiv, Mitzvah, Yedin, Yedin, every Jew has an obligation to build it. Like it says in the Pesach of Asli Mikdash. Now, if Hashem, so to speak, 
builds it on our behalf. So our obligation is met without us having to do it because he, so to speak, did it for us. So we have no longer have the obligation because the obligation was met. But when we talk about the role of Mashiach and the Beis HaMikdash, he has to describe what the halakhic requirements are. When the Fahad Paskin, the Raman differ, the Raman Paskins as Mashiach. The Mashiach comes. After Mashiach comes, all the Allah has to return as they were before. When Melach we appoint a king and Bein Beis Hamikdash build a Beis Hamikdash. In other words, Melach Hamashiach v'Durach for the mitzvah Bein Beis Hamikdash. Melach Hamashiach is going to have to do a variety of different things, right? He has to defeat Amalek and build a Beis Hamikdash and so forth. Says the Rebbe on their matzah and zoch. The fact that the coming of Mashiach can happen in a way that we deserve Mashiach, and as a result, miracles happen. Tutuf Ahisafa adds an additional idea. Azad in the Mikdash Dolamata, in the base of Mikdash, which Mashiach is going to build his obligation to build it. Yahweh, Unzalzachantan, it will come down and be manifest, the Mikdash Shalomailo, the Mikdash from on high. Yahweh, Vyagala, Mishamayim, it's going to come down and be revealed from heaven. So the Rebbe is saying that Mashiach is going to have to build the base of Mikdash. And the base of Mikdash, which is going to come from heaven, is going to be on top of the base of Mikdash. Which Mashiach that Kenya is going to build. So the Rebbe just said two ways of explaining a similar idea. Number one, the, Mashiach, the Rambam describes Mashiach and Allah. Anything extra he doesn't describe because it's not his department. Number two, the Rambam is describing the aspects of Mashiach that are halachic. And even if additional things are happening simultaneously, it's not going to take away from those aspects of Mashiach, which are halachic. Says the Rebbe of Al-Pizeh, and accordingly, is mu- So wait, so now, let's talk, let's think. We added a new, very important component to this whole conversation. The Rambam has to hold that there's two tkufas in of Mashiach, there's two periods of the coming of Mashiach. That's how he presents it to us in halacha. What the Rebbe is now adding is that the Rambam doesn't hold that the coming of Mashiach has to have two eras. The Rambam has to hold that the coming of Mashiach has two dimensions. Dimension number one, a Mashiach that we don't deserve, halachic Mashiach. <laughs> and dimension number two, a Mashiach which happens after you didn't deserve him and miracles take place. So it's presented in Rambam. In other words, the way you resolve the contradictions to Allah has in Rambam is being two different times. In an earlier time, this takes place. At a later time, something else takes place. But in Higoyen, they're not two different times. They're two different dimensions. There's the dimension of Mashiach, which has to do with strict halacha, And Yidin not deserving the coming of Mashiach. And then there's the need for Yidin deserves the coming of Mashiach and for the miracles to take place. Let's continue. You test. Alpiza has moved. This is why it's understood. The Hechrech, that according to the Ramadan, there's an absolute must. In the second period, in the coming of Mashiach. After Mashiach comes, however Mashiach comes, we deserve, we don't deserve. Says, After Mashiach comes, you're not going to have any oppressors. They're going to prevent them from learning to doing which says they must. 
to be sure, the entire preoccupation of Yid is going to be Tayyid and Chach. Moreover, even Goyim, Biz, as I feel, Eisekolhelam Kuli, which means Chalom is the nations of the world. Page two hundred six. Now, Vedzayim Das as a viable Vad are going to be busy with Tong Debishted alone. Ulafichach, and if Goyim are busy knowing Hashem, Yid not going to know Hashem even better. Yisachacham Gedelim, Yid not going to be very wise. Kamaim liyamachasim. Says the Rebbe, as Das is the Shleimas Amatzav Azoch. There's no greater form of deserving Mashiach than a world where everybody's busy with the knowledge of Hashem and Yidin reached the knowledge of Hashem and the maximum possibility that could be. So the Rabbi says, think about it. The Gemara says, Zohu and Leizoch. Right? Zohu and Leizoch sounds like a black and white issue. If I deserve it, it comes this way. If I don't deserve it, it comes another way. He says, but no. Until I deserve it, it comes this way. Once I deserve it, the very same things happens differently. So it's not an either-or, it's a both. But the both can happen concurrently, one after the other, and the both can happen simultaneously at the same time. If we don't deserve Mashiach and Mashiach comes, we go towards the Zoch. And as we go towards the Zohu, the miracles which did not happen initially happen later on, or they could happen at the same time. The moment Mashiach comes, there's a Zohu. So the halachic Mashiach, which the Rambam describes, is the halachic dimension of Mashiach. And in the words of the Rebbe, the additional things happen at the same time, but they're above it. So the Rebbe says, there's no way, there's no way for Mashiach to come and for Yidin not to achieve Zohu. Either they achieve Zohu immediately, or they achieve Zohu after Mashiach comes. Because Mashiach is going to create a world where the, the circumstances are going to raise the whole world up and certainly raise Yidin up to a place where there's going to be a Zohu. And if and when the Zohu happens, the miracles start to happen. It will, it will be necessary for it to bring about the Tzveitet Kuf and Yemesa Mashiach to go for the second period within the coming of Mashiach said Kenu that Amon will agree there'll be a total breakdown of, of, of the order of nature in other words not that there's going to be miracles but there's going to be a new nature the Hanogonesis a supernatural form of conduct and of course here's the key including one of the 13 principles of faith the concept of Tchiyas so the Rebbe says, if you want to get into the Rambam's head and understand why the Rambam has to speak about two tkufas, it's because the Rambam does not see these two tkufas as an either or, he sees them as a both. There's a lay zochu and there's a zochu. Even if it's zochu, there's still two dimensions to Mashiach, the lay zochu dimension, the lachak dimension, and the zochu dimension, the extra things. And if Mashiach comes lay Zohu, after Mashiach comes, we go towards Zohu, and as we go towards Zohu, the miracles happen. So in the, in the final analysis, there's two truths. Truth number one is, is the Halachic Mashiach. The Halachic Mashiach is the Mashiach is a king who fights with the world, who fights with the Yidin, and he makes us behave. He builds the base of Mekdash, he gathers the Yidin from the whole world, he teaches the whole world about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he raises up the world to a very, very high level. In a sentence, he achieves Shlema Satayra Mitzvah. He creates in this world a circumstance where the, where the Ebishta wins, where the Tayra Sashem dominates the entire world. That's one dimension of Mashiach. There's another dimension of Mashiach that the world becomes a completely supernatural place where everything about the world reflects goodness 
and purity and holiness, culminating with Chiyas Ames. The Rambam says both of these things must happen. They must. But they can happen at the same time and they can happen in one period after another. So in halachic form, he allows you to hear it as happening in two different periods. But in theory, it's possible for the two to happen simultaneously. Why can't he determine whether it's going to happen this way or it's going to happen this way? Because it's not up to the Rambam, it's not up to Teir, it's not up to the Ebishter. It's up to Yidin. Accordingly, in Sefer Ayad, in the book of Halachas, with Rambam, it's Maz, but they get it Mashiach, it's Mashiach, who Mashiach is, and how Mashiach comes, and what Mashiach does. And what his purpose is in the parameters of Allah is a maz, maybe the matzah of Elam and the Zion. He explains the condition of the world in Azman, the Eif, and Elam, Kim, and Hagenei, how the world continues to follow normal order. Parenthesis, Behesem, Tsuanyani, Vegidrash, Al Mashiach. It's not only because that's the minimum standard of Mashiach, it's because that's actually what Mashiach means in Torah. Mashiach means a person who makes people better. Aber, Negeres, Tchias, Amesim. And the Rambam's letter about Tchias, Amesim. Is that Moisef he adds, Be'er b'te'esefer ayad, as ein diboreinu zeh these words, describing Mashiach's coming as natural. And then, of course, we would have Lakotasichas, who would say that that's only the first period and the second period miracles are going to happen. Says the Rebbe, Nigeris Hashmad, Nigeris Chiesa Meisim, that when I wrote in Mishnah Torah that, that all the things are going to be natural in the first stage, he's not sure. Well, Venice is a matzah for Zoch, that if Yidin deserve Mashiach, nor Zion, they can go before Mashiach comes. So Mashiach comes, it's, it's an Achishana Mashiach, it's a deserved Mashiach, not a Be'ita Mashiach, not a chronological, a timely Mashiach. It will immediately happen. Initially, the beginning of the cause of Mashiach, special governance from above. In other words, the anhaga for bitlam and hagishalaylam, a conduct of breaking down the nature of this world, will commit And of course, we have the famous Hasidists that just like when Yidin left Mitzayim, there were many miracles. When Mashiach comes, there are going to be miracles. And the miracles of Mashiach are going to be so much greater than the miracles of Etzias Mitzrayim that if we would see the miracles of Etzias Mitzrayim as Teva, the miracles of Mashiach are going to be Niflois. What can I tell you? It's a good Sikha. Okay, thank you for listening.